not gonna say it somebody should let's talk about two times uh-huh let's talk about bum one yeah asking the questions that nobody could like where are the bone thoughts and are they in harmony Well, hey, everyone. Welcome. We have another episode of a a show, and this is it. Here it is. Here I am, Uncle Mo, while you eat. Uh, Well, we had had kind of a week last week um, among among the normal holiday nonsense. Uh, We had our furnace problem. Well, let me let me take you through the events as they transpired. So on uh, Friday night, about six o'clock, I started smelling natural gas, which is a smell I knew because uh, the library where I used to work is uh, was pretty close to. They had like a little plant off the side of the road, and what happened at this plant was uh, it was actually the spot where they added the scent to the natural gas. So uh, in case you're dumb. Natural gas doesn't smell like anything. It's completely odorless. So what they do is they add a scent to it, um, I guess, so that way you would know <laughs> if there's natural gas in your house and that maybe you're going to explode. So they, they added it at this plant, and occasionally the wind would shift or something, and the library would reek of natural gas. And uh, what I'd end up doing a lot, you know, because the first time it happened... I was like, boy, that's really strong. So I called the gas company and stuff, and they were like, oh, that's just, sometimes we have to vent the odor from the thing, and that's happening right now. Um, That is, you know, and they were like, does it smell outside? And I was like, it does. And they were like, okay, that's what's going on. And, you know, in subsequent times, I'd smell it, or like a staff member would be like, I smell natural gas. This seems dangerous. Or a patron would be like, "Uh, did you know it smells like natural gas here? And I was always explaining like, oh, they just added at this plant down the street or whatever. And it was like, I can see how, how a building explodes. Because you're basically like, well, they add this scent to save people from exploding. But then also... Where they add the scent, I'm like, well, I pretty much ignore it whenever I smell it because I assume that that's what's going on. Because, you know, fool me twice, and then I'm like, well, I'm never calling again. Um, so I recognized the smell, and uh, we went outside, and I called the fire department because I was like, I mean, is this an emergency? It didn't seem like an emergency because although I smelled natural gas... We had a candle lit at the time, and I was like, well, I mean, we didn't explode, and now we've got the front and back doors open, and it's like, you know, 20 degrees outside, so I think this is going to air out pretty fast. Um, and the fire department comes, you know, and they're like, call 911, but, uh, you know, we'll show up. I don't know exactly how this works. The guy was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll start heading over there, but also call 911, and I was like, okay. 
And I, I don't have experience calling 911, really. I think I've called maybe once or twice uh, at work. Uh, you know, there's a time, there's a time a guy had a seizure at work. So basically he just fell over and was like convulsing on the ground and we called 911 and the ambulance came and he was kind of pissed off because he was like embarrassed because, you know, the ambulance came and we made a whole thing out of it. And I was like, buddy, if you just are going to fall over and convulse on the ground, uh, I think you just have to accept that people are probably going to call an ambulance. You know what I mean? Perhaps you do have a seizure disorder. And perhaps he had a medic alert bracelet alerting people to this seizure disorder. But nevertheless, this seems like a great, great opportunity to use caution. You know, I'm going to throw caution to the wind. And when someone's like writhing on the ground, go ahead and call 911. And you know what? It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Um, but, you know, also I was like, I mean, you're at the public library. What are you embarrassed? Like some old pervert looking at pornography, printing out black and white pornographic images is going to like be like, wow, this guy really made a spectacle of himself. <laughs> the uh, guy from the... Uh, the group home who comes and is on some kind of medication that causes thunderous farts, just constant comical farts. <laughs> is that is that who you're worried about? You know, your reputation being ruined with? Come on. So, uh, anyway, uh, I called 911. The lady was fairly laissez-faire. About, you know, she just kind of starts with like 911, but she doesn't say 911, what's your emergency? She says 911, what's the address? And kind of was slow about, she's like address and then phone, num my phone number and then my name, which I was like, is that really necessary? Like, or do you want to hear like what the fuck's going on first? Because what if I was like, my house is on fire right now. I'm like, who cares what my name is? I'm reporting a house on fire. And, you know, like, maybe get somebody coming this way before you ask these things. Now, maybe it's like it automatically, you know, pings my phone or whatever so they know and they basically just send somebody out. I don't know exactly how it works, but it just seemed slow to me. And I was, like, not super agitated or anything. And I was like, if I was, like, if someone was coming in my house with an axe I'd be like lady there's a guy coming in my house with an axe right now just send someone here or ask me ask me my name after the emergency right anyway the fire department shows up roll the full iron out into the street in front of our house and turn on the floodlight so it's like fucking daylight uh even though it was dark at that point and uh like the whole crew it's like six guys come in Basically to see like, oh, it does smell. The one guy who seemed to be in charge was like, well, you've got CO2 monitors. So if these aren't going off, you should be safe. And everything I read online up till then and since then is like CO2 monitors don't detect natural gas, which makes sense because they are CO2 monitors. Uh, you know, it'd be a little bit like saying, well, you have a smoke monitor, so you don't need a CO2 monitor. And I was like, I mean, maybe he's right, but maybe he's not right. I don't know. 
But it did seem a little odd to me because I was like, I mean, shouldn't this guy know? Know that? So they were like, we smell the gas, but we can't figure out where it's coming from. So we're going to have the gas company come. So the gas guy comes and he has like a little sniffer device and uh, can't figure out where the gas leak is. And he did what they call a pressure test. So they put some pressure into the gas system from the meter and see if it holds. And that helps them determine if there's a leak. And he was like, well, it failed the pressure test. So I have to shut your gas off. And he was like real apologetic and stuff. And I think kind of was like, is this guy going to try to beat me up? Which at the time I wasn't. And I kind of regret not not being more agitated because I don't think I really knew what we were in for. Because here's what happens. When your gas gets shut off at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, uh, you can't get it turned back on until Monday at the earliest. So you basically, uh, we went essentially the longest possible stretch of time that you can go uh, without gas. Because the city has to authorize the plumber to come and fix everything. Then the city has to come and check off on the work, like inspect it. Then the gas company comes and turns everything back on. So we spent a very cold weekend. It was Poonmaster Flex's birthday on Friday as well. Just to add a little, you know, intrigue to all this. And so, uh, you know, one of the activities we had planned for her birthday was uh, we were going to build a fort and watch a movie. It became more of a fort of necessity because having a roof over us while we sat, you know, in blankets was uh, actually a, a good choice, a shrewd way to ride out one of the nights. Um, I think it got down to 42 degrees, maybe 40 uh, one of the nights. It was pretty damn cold in the house. And uh, we had to run a space heater the whole time on the hot water heater because otherwise it'll freeze and that'll fuck up the hot water heater. So we also had like an ill-advised, you know, where they're like, run a space heater at all times. And it's like, don't leave this unattended. But you're like, I mean, how am I supposed to attend to this? Like sit in the utility closet all day? On the plus, I wasn't worried about the space heater like blowing us up because we had no gas in the house. Other than the gas I always provide. <laughs> so we had a very cold weekend. And they came Monday and the plumber fixed the, the pressure issue. And then uh, the best part was, so he fixed it. The city guy comes, the city inspector. This guy parked his truck like in the handicap spot walks up to the side of the house and fills out like two lines on this blue card and hands it to me. And he's like, okay, you're done. I mean, he was here for 15 seconds, maybe. I I was shocked that he didn't really need to get out of his car. It seemed like if he had some binoculars and could see the, the meter he had to look at. Um, and I was like, that's the, that's the gig right there. You walk up to the house, you see if the thing says what someone said it's supposed to say. And if it does, you're done. So then he, he gives us this thing, which is what we needed, so the gas guy could come and turn the gas back on. So then the plumber had to come again, take his equipment off, and the gas guy comes and 
turned the gas back on, and supposedly started our furnace and hot water heater. But we discovered a problem. So the furnace was on and everything it was warming up, but the water was still, like, frigid. By the way, this is, like, uh, an underrated problem of when your gas is off, it's cold, and also the water is freezing. So, like, every time you pee and then you go to wash your hands, you're washing your hands in water that is, like, painfully cold. Uh, and it's extremely unpleasant, and it had me, like, holding my pee, and at some point I just quit washing my hands after I peed. Like, if I took a dump or I was getting ready to eat, I was like, all right, you got to wash your hands. But uh, I was like, you know, just not doing it. And uh, we went like three or four days without bathing, so we probably stank. But we each had like five layers on, so it kind of held in the stink nicely. It kind of worked out. It was only towards the end when it was like, okay, this is... I was like, we were either going to need to go shower at your mom's house or uh, shower here tomorrow if it's fixed. But one way or another bathing needs to happen. I did end up taking a very frigid uh, wet wipe bath in the bathroom. I have wet wipes for when we would go camping. You know, that would be basically the showering method um, that would keep it from being just like, you know, it's fine to be like a little dirty or whatever when you're camping, but it, it can get a little unpleasant when your entire tent smells like ball sack. And you're just like, no, no, I would prefer not to do this. And, you know, when we camp, it's hot. It's summer in the Utah, in the Utah. It's the summer in a Utah. Excuse me. So, you know, the smell of balls is uh, never far from the mind and the nose in that situation. When you get in a tent that's been baking in 98 degree sun all day, um, it's pretty toasty in the evening. Everyone's like, it gets so cold in the desert at night. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. It seemed plenty warm to me. Anyway, so that's that was how I bathed one night. Um, so, okay, the guy comes, turns the gas back on, but then he turns the hot water heater back on, gets that pilot relit. But then there's this little door that goes on uh, that covers the, you know, pilot hole and everything. And uh, what we discovered is there's a little gizmo on that that basically shuts the gas off if you mess with that door. Shuts the gas off to the water heater and you have to, like, relight the pilot. Um, we discovered this because the water was cold, so I took the door off and was like, this thing's not even lit. And so we we struggled and got it relit. But then as soon as I would go to put the door back on, it would you know, go out again. And this happened several times before I was like, okay, here's what we're going to have to do. I was like, Poonmaster Flex uh, is going to use both hands to get the pilot lit because you had to hold down button A, push button B, you know, and then hold down button A for another minute and then twist a knob. And I was like, I will use my hands to put the door on before we start and then I'll keep it pried open just slightly at the top just enough so if we turn the lights off, I can see if the pilot is still lit. So we'll basically light the pilot with the door still on. Which is very difficult, but we did it. 
Then we discovered that, you know, uh, the next day we went out to a thing and we came back a few hours later. How stank of gas again. Like worse than before. Um, so they were like, well, turn off the gas to the, the water heater and see if it still smells. And we were like, yep, it's worse. And so, you know, obviously what had been happening is the gas was continuing to leak into the house the entire time we were there. And I think we just didn't smell it because we were like living in it. It's kind of like living in your own stank where you don't really notice it. But then like, for example, if you wore the same t-shirt and went for a jog three days in a row, you might not smell yourself that whole time. But then if you took that t-shirt off, set it aside, took a shower, got out and smelled that t-shirt, you'd be like, holy Christ. Okay. This was a situation that developed. Um, so yeah, so then we had to shut the gas off. We had to shut the furnace off. Um, but they were like, don't call the gas company because here's what's going to happen. They're going to shut the gas off at the meter again. And then you can't test the appliances. Now, when the guy shut the gas off, he was like using the sniffer. And I was like, should we turn like the furnace is off right now? And like the, uh, thermostat is off and the hot water heater's off. I was like, should we turn this on? And he was like, no, this will still detect it if even if it's off. Um, and it's been a little while. And I was like, okay. And it turned out that was not correct. So <laughs> the problem ended up being the furnace. And the guy came and fixed the furnace uh, on Wednesday in like 15 seconds. Everything is 15 seconds in my mind. It was kind of funny. So the, this, these two guys roll up, Chris and also Chris. <laughs> and they came in and he was like, he pops this panel off the furnace and they turn it on and he was instantly like, oh, yeah, your igniter's bad. And he kind of said it and looked at me in this way of like, duh. And I was like, listen, I'm not really in the habit of fixing furnaces. You know, it would be a little bit like if I, if he asked me a question at the library you know, and he was like, oh, I can't find this book. And I'd be like, um, duh, you're looking in the fiction instead of the nonfiction. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that I know innately and is like an immediate fix for me. But, you know, for the average person is not an immediate fix. So anyway, he, sh he was like, see, this should be glowing bright orange, you know, and lighting up this whole thing. And this one is barely, barely glowing. Um... And so he replaced it in, again, like 15 seconds. It was kind of awesome because so Chris A did most of the work. Chris B was the apprentice. Chris B went out to the truck for something and Chris A was like, he's really awesome. He's a really good apprentice. He's a fast learner. I really enjoy working with him. But the entire time Chris B was there, Chris A was just giving him shit. Like he gave him the old igniter and he's like, here, an early Christmas present and just dumped it in his hand and like, you know, was giving him a hard time the whole time. And I was like, mildly tempted to tell Chris B, like, you know, Chris A was saying the nicest shit about you when you were gone. And then he's giving you so much shit now. But I just left it be. So anyway, the furnace went back on. Everything was good. So we learned some lessons. I was like, okay, one thing that's weird about this is like, now I think I understand why people, you know, Having experienced this once, I would be very hesitant to call 911 slash the gas company 
and would probably try and call a plumber first because I'd be like, well, if they shut off the gas, then you can't get it turned back on until, you know, business hours. And also, um, they can't test the appliances until the gas is on. So really, when they came and quote-unquote fixed everything, they really had no idea if they fixed everything. It was like, eh, maybe. But, um, yeah, so it's like, it's a weird thing, because they're like, we're going to turn the gas off, which I understand, because it's an emergency. But then also, they're like, but we can't fix the problem until the gas is back on. But the problem has to be fixed before the gas can be turned back on. So I don't know how they would normally do that. But whatever. Um, point being, it sucked. And I hated it. And uh, it, made for, it made for a very long week leading into Christmas week, which is also a very long week. Um, I think the other thing that was funny about it, I was listening to a podcast with Robert Kirkman from Walking Dead fame. He's like the writer of the comics, and I think he worked on the show. And um, he was talking about how like, or maybe it was Max Brooks. I'm sorry, it was Max Brooks, World War Z. And he was on a podcast just talking about various shit. And basically he was saying like, you know, there are a lot of people who fancy themselves survivalists and preppers and whatever. And he's like, but the truth is like, when society started to break down, it wouldn't be good for anyone. You know, the example he used was like, you might have like food laid up and like guns and a bunker and everything you need to survive. And he's like, but one day you're going to wake up and you're going to have pain in your testicle. And unless you know an oncologist, uh, you're in trouble. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good point. So basically he was saying like the way things are now is way better than an apocalyptic situation. <laughs> like we shouldn't look at an apocalyptic situation as something desirable. And I was like, you know what? After spending four or five nights in a house that was like in the low 40s to high 30s, I was like, he's right. I did come across, this is like the helpful snowman advice portion for today. If you feel like the weekend goes too fast, shut off your furnace and your hot water for the weekend. Friday night, Friday night, shut it off and freeze your ass off and like be unable to shower or use warm water. Um, you can leave the electricity on. If you feel like the weekend goes too fast, try that experiment because it makes the weekend extremely slow. And, like, you you kind of revert back to, like, small pleasures being nice. Poonmaster Flex and I went for a drive purely because there was heat in the car. Like, I went to visit my mom, and then I was coming back, and I was like, hey, do you want to just come in the car and we can drive around for a little while because it's warm in here? And she was like, yes. Yes, I do. And that's what we did. Um, so then we got, you know, then we like skated right into Christmas. Christmas has become very stressful. It was like, it was stressful. And then COVID Christmas was not stressful because COVID 2020, 2021, like Christmas 2020, we didn't see anybody. It was just like we Skyped with parents and family and that was it. You know, and so that was pretty low stress. 
I mean, it was kind of low key and kind of a bummer in a way, but also it was like, well, it is what it is, right? 2021 was a little more open, but still kind of like, uh, you know, dicey times or whatever. So that was also not like a normal Christmas for us and uh, was pretty low key. But this year, things had kind of creeped back into normal, but not for us. Like, you know, I, I don't give a shit what anyone else is doing. Okay. You got, y'all do whatever you want, but like, we're still not dining indoors. We're like not traveling. We're not doing those kinds of things at this point for various reasons. And like this year, it feels like we're probably the only people who are in that, that sort of boat. And, uh, that's difficult because the thing is what ends up happening is, um, people are in town or people want to hang out or whatever. It's like, you know, normal, Hey, it's Christmas. We should reconnect and stuff like that. But the thing is, is like when you're trying to be careful like that, um, everybody still sort of wants to hang out and sort of is like, well, you can make an exception for me. And I'm like, that's not really how it works when you're trying to be careful with this shit. You sort of have to uh, not make any exceptions. Because if you make any exceptions, uh, you might as well make all exceptions, right? And, you know, the other, I guess, challenging thing or weird thing about it is, like, I understand that uh, we're being overly cautious and, like, doing it differently than most people. But, like, when people want us to make an exception, I'm sort of like, well, here's the thing, though. If I'm going to make an exception and do something that's sort of unsafe, I want to do the fun thing. So, in other words, like, uh, you went to a concert yesterday and want to hang out today. And I'm like, well, but here's the thing. I'm now taking the risk of going to the concert, and I didn't go to the concert. Do you know what I mean? Like... You got to do the fun thing, and you're like, well, I, I'll accept a little more risk to have a little more fun, and that's cool. But then what ends up happening for me is it's like, well, you should, you kind of also have to accept this risk so I can have fun, but you don't have to have fun, and that's, that's very fucking annoying. But anyway, I thought in the interest of Christmas, I was like, um, what do kids ask for for Christmas this year? Like, what kind of uh, things do people want? Um, and uh, so I looked up, like, the most popular toys. So this is, like, New York Post. And I was like, will I even know what any of this shit is? So let's take a look. Uh, number one is Paw Patrol Chase 2-in-1 Transforming City Toy City Cruiser Toy Car. Uh, I'm not really familiar with Paw Patrol. I guess it's like dogs who are police. I'm not sure if Paw Patrol is like a situation where, like, are there people in the Paw Patrol world or is it just, um, is it just like everyone's a dog? Do you know what I mean? Like in the world of cars, I've never seen Pixar's cars. And I'm like, are there humans 
uh, or is it just cars are the only people? And I think cars are the only things that are alive. Like, I don't think anyone drives the cars. The cars are just the only beings, basically. Which is weird, because you would think if that were the case, wouldn't the cars have invented some kind of conveyance to take them around? <laughs> they would have invented giant bipedal robots to carry them around, and so they didn't have to drive. But it look, it's like some kind of car with transforming, and it lights up, and it launches out a motorcycle, which is pretty cool. Um, this looks pretty fun if you're like four. Okay, Transform, Launch, and Save the Day with Chase and his Paw Patrol, the movie Transforming City Cruiser. All of that was in caps, starting with Paw Patrol, the movie Transforming City Cruiser. TM or something. This two-in-one police cruiser and motorcycle brings the action and excitement of Paw Patrol, the movie, to life. Is it like, this is like specific to the movie? They have specific like toys that are like, this is just the movie? Um, it features authentic movie details and graphics, a projectile launcher, flashing lights, and realistic sounds. When Adventure City is in trouble, place Chase, action figure included, behind the wheel of his cruiser and race to the rescue. Oh, I see. Okay. Adventure City? That What an extremely lazy... Uh, you know, this is like when people talk about how some kid stuff is crap. And I'm like, I mean, Adventure City, that's the best you can do. I'm going to see some of these reviews. They're all in Spanish. Oh, good quality. I was impressed with how durable it was. Bought it for my nephews. He loves it. Great gift, except dot, dot, dot. Um, my four-year-old daughter loves this, and my six-year-old son, who is self-proclaimed too old for Paw Patrol, also loved it. It broke the second day of playing with it. I can't explain how it broke, except the sides won't push fully together anymore to close. I don't know if it can be fixed. To say my daughter is heartbroken is an understatement. We are all really bummed. It was super cool while it worked, and I hope we could fix it. If not, definitely not worth the $30 and heartache. <laughs> oh, my God. That, like, this is what I love, is like these fairly dramatic you know the heartache of it oh the heartache of a toy that broke and it's like i mean just fucking send it back and do it again all right next we've got a pokemon 25th anniversary celebrations elite trainer box what is in this uh it's 91 dollars <laughs> oh, okay uh 10 Pokemon TCG Celebrations 4-card booster packs, 5 additional booster packs. So wait a minute. It's 10 booster packs, 5 additional booster packs. That just seems like you could list it as 15 booster packs. One special foil card featuring Greninja, 65 card sleeves featuring the Pokemon 25 logo and Lightning Tail design, and 45 Pokemon energy cards. This is cards. This is a box of Pokemon cards. All right. That seems pretty straightforward. I guess I have been surprised about the resurgence of Pokemon. Like, I understood the resurgence of Pokemon Go, right? Because they were like, let's take this card game and adapt it into a, a new format that uh, people will get into. 
And that, that I sort of understood, even though I couldn't play it because my phone was too out of date. And so it was Poonmaster Flexes, so we just, uh, you know, we could never play it. And now I have a phone that could do it, I guess, and I've never bothered. But I, I'm sort of surprised the cards, the physical cards, have still endured. Because, like, no other cards are, you know, do, like, kids don't buy baseball cards, right? Can you even buy fucking baseball cards anymore? That seems extremely unlikely. Or, like, is there a market for, like, a Wade Boggs card? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? But, uh, you know, what do I know? Uh, let's see. Fisher-Price DJ Bounce and Beats Interactive Musical Learning Toy. Um, this looks like a sort of worm guy with, like, a pleasant face that I'm guessing is very loud and is, like, something that Grandma and Grandpa get for kids and really enjoy watching the kids play with. And then the parents are like, oh, my God, I wish this thing would break so we could experience that heartache. On the Amazon page for it, uh, an item like this item is a Fisher-Price pretend video game controller baby toy with music lights and learning songs. It's like basically a, an Xbox controller with buttons and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's never too early to give them a, a fake controller, I guess, which costs... Oh, see, here's the key. It costs $7. I'm sure an Xbox controller is far more expensive so it's basically like, well, you give the baby this one because they can just break it, and that's fine. Um, excellent gift. My grand... Okay, here... I swear to you I didn't read this before. My granddaughter loves it. My daughter doesn't. It is great. The two-year-old loves it. Too bad it was one of her first birthday presents she opened. No amount of coaxing could get her to open the rest. It is bright, fun, and educational. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, people seem to like it. It's so stinking cute. I don't know. Loud music thing. I feel like... Uh, okay. A good rule for giving gifts to kids is like... Musical or loud gifts. Um, that's... You know, let their parents give those. Right? You give something else. Because the parents can decide like... Eh, is this something... Is this... Can I tolerate this? Whereas, you know, me as not parent doesn't have to. Okay, here's a VTech Level Up Gaming Chair. This kind of looks like a tiny little uh, chair, like maybe a, a potty training aid or something. And it's got, like, on one arm a keyboard, by which I mean musical keyboard. It's got, like, a headphone hanger on one of the arms of the chair. It's kind of bizarre. It's like an office chair for kids, and it's all plastic. Oh, it comes with a headset. Um, <laughs> it won the t coveted 2022 Good Housekeeping Best Toy Award. I like to, okay, they have, you know, the, the reviews on Target.com are like, uh, have a headline. So like the first one is love, 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 cute, but small. And then the next one says, gaming chair. <laughs> I'm like, and that's the second second one that pops up just says gaming chair. And you're like, well, okay. Um, yes. I don't think this person understands the point of review. 
Like this would be like uh, me reviewing a book and just putting the title of the book. Here we go. One star by Billy Joe H. Bart, which I'm going to assume is Billy Joe from Green Day. It broke within 30 minutes of my young child using it. A problem may have been that he has Down syndrome, blind, deaf, and have autism. I don't recommend getting this or gifting it to a species of human. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. It broke within 30 minutes. A problem may have been that he has Down syndrome, blind, deaf, and has autism. I don't recommend getting this or gifting it to a species of human. I can't tell if... This seems not real, right? Like, that seems kind of crazy. But, like, why would you go on there and say that? And then, also, it's, like, different categories. So, broad age of appeal, bad score. Quality, bad score. Length of play, bad score. Ease of use, 5 out of 5. And value, 5 out of 5. <laughs> um... I'm not sure, you know, I don't have as much experience as this person with, uh, you know, who has the young child with these various uh, issues going on. I'm not exactly sure how this uh, combined set of issues resulted in breaking a thing. You know, like, could be this. I will say this, however. I feel like maybe this person should be reviewing items like... A little differently, like, you know, saying maybe this isn't a good toy if your child shares this uh, host of issues. And I would be like, that's fair. But I also, I guess I don't know why a gaming chair. I, what toy do you get for that kid? Really? I mean, I who fucking knows? Monster Jam Garage Playset. These are like monster trucks and shit with like ramps and crap like that. It's like the Hot Wheels kind of stuff you'd get. Uh, $40. Exclusive Grave Digger. I guess Grave Digger is still a thing, huh? And Monster Truck, you know. Part of getting older is you know that, like, when you see Grave Digger at the Monster Truck Rally, it's like, well, you know. I, I understand. Like, when I was a little kid, I was excited about Grave Digger. Then I got a little older and I was like, I understand how this works. I know you're not the real grave digger, but that you have like a direct line to grave digger, you know, so I can tell you that I want Monster Jam Garage for Christmas and you'll pass it on. And then as an adult, you're just like, okay, so this is probably like a new grave digger every year. Let's see. Oh, the first review is positive and says, let me tell you a story. First, let me tell you a story. My little girl was recently getting into Blaze and the Monster Machines and other monster trucks in general, like the Hot Wheels and the Monster Jam ones. I searched for any info I could before buying to find out if the toys were compatible to each other's playsets. Not a zilch, zero info out there. So my earned info is now yours. Monster Jam trucks are almost identical to Hot Wheels monster trucks used to be made by Hot Wheels, but the tires are just slightly smaller. The Blaze trucks have smaller size bodies and tires, but still work with Monster Jam playsets. So yes, they are all cross-compatible, except for one small issue. Blaze trucks might turn slightly sideways and bind up a little on some playsets. Not a big deal most of the time. Okay. 
Well, there you go. That's what great information. Let's find a, a one star review. This is pretty well reviewed. Um, let's see. Cheap parts. The ramps are not sturdy in two of the ramp pieces. Their clamps don't buckle in as if they're already worn out. Product is not worth the price. Do not buy. Please do not spend your money or buy this as a gift. My son cried it in the Amazon catalog. Circled it in the Amazon catalog. Is that a thing? Does Amazon have a catalog where you can circle toys? My SIL? What is an SIL? Significant lover? Uh, Sister-in-law or possibly son-in-law. That's uh that's confusing, but okay. My sister my sister-in-law bought it f and after an hour of trying to assemble it since I had to take a couple of breaks not to destroy it, I ended up putting everything back in the box. The ramps do not fit. Everything doesn't snap in like it says. It's just dumb, honestly. My 6-year-old wasn't impressed and he loves monster trucks. I like to imagine that's how the 6-year-old put it. I'm not impressed. I had to take breaks while assembling this to keep from destroying it. You know what? Several years ago, uh, I was seeing someone who had a very young niece. And uh, she got like a, a toy, like a toy kitchen or like a playhouse kitchen or something. And uh, I assembled it in the garage with, with this girl's, uh, this little girl's grandpa. And, uh, he was a contractor and it took us, I think almost two hours and was uh, extremely difficult and unintuitive. And I think the directions made it worse than not using the directions. Like I'm not normally a, Oh, I don't need the directions guy. But in this case, I was like, I think the directions may have actually hindered the progress here. Um, so I do kind of understand that feeling of like, what the fuck? Like, why is this so hard and why did they make it this way? And what's weird about some of these like cheaper plastic toys is you can like assemble them incorrectly, but then it, it allows incorrect assembly and then things snap together such that you can't disassemble it and reassemble it properly without completely fucking it up. I had a, a Nerf bow and arrow when I was a kid and I assembled the handle upside down. And so forever that Nerf bow and arrow had an upside down handle because it was like, well, that has snapped into place and any attempt to change that would be a disaster. All right, let's see what we got next. The Kitty Zoom Smartwatch DX2. So this looks like a, an Apple watch or something. Let's see if we can figure out. I can't tell if this is like just a complete fake watch or if it does something. It, well, it must do something because it costs $63. What is this? Stylish, kid-friendly design. Um, oh, take quality videos, pictures, and selfies. Customize them with funny filters and make them into watch faces. Monster Detector Game creates an AR experience where you capture monsters in the real world. Sensor included for active play challenges, pedometer, and sound effects. Okay, so this has a Pokemon Go built in that I'm sure is really good. 
Um, it's got some games. It's got some, you know, nonsense. So basically, this is like, a, yeah, a, a smartwatch for kids. Again, probably so that you can be like, you know, this way my kid won't fuck around with my uh, Apple Watch. Just what she wanted. My niece loved it. Often awesome gift for a 10-year-old. Very realistic. Uh, let's look at the 3% of one-star reviews. Uh, highly distracting. Got this for my 10-year-old kid, hoping that he will be able to use a smartwatch. But this is highly distracting for kids. No shit. This is yet another screen for them to play around. Given the games and different apps, the kid will not be able to concentrate on things that really matter. I instead bought a digital watch with stepometer and alarm, which my kid is loving. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, st stopped working in five months. My daughter loved the watch and was using it all throughout. It stopped working after about five months. Given the price of the watch, I would expect much longer life. I tried troubleshooting, nothing worked, screen was frozen... Uh, add to that, I first wrote to warranty question at Amazon.com to find out warranty period and did not get any reply. I then assumed the warranty was six months, my fault, got a different phone number for VTech customer service, where I found instructions on how to send the product to their return center in Texas for warranty replacement and spent another $11 shipping it. Nothing happened for three weeks. So I did more search and got another number and wrote to their customer service from their website form only to know that nothing can be done. <laughs> awesome. I, I don't know. I, I enjoy these, uh, these, uh, bad reviews of toys because it's like, yeah, Christmas isn't magical. <laughs> it just results in a, like, uh, customer service nightmare. All right, uh, well, also, though, I'm like, I don't know, five months for, like, a digital watch for a kid doesn't seem outrageously short to me. I was reading uh, one of those Am I the Asshole things, and, like, long story short, a guy was really pissed because his son uh, sort of broke his iPad after he'd had it for, like, two years. And by sort of broke, it's like he kind of messed up the charging port so it didn't really charge correctly. And I and everybody else on there was of the opinion of like, uh, bro, if you give a kid an iPad, he's like, I don't know, seven or eight. And I was like, two years is a fucking eternity for an iPad for a seven or eight year old. I mean, like, get ready for a lifetime of disappointment if that's a disappointment. Okay, we've got Rainbow High Series 3 EMI Vanda Fashion Doll. Orchid, deep purple, with two designer outfits to mix and match with accessories. This just sounds like me saying words. It looks like a Bratz doll, basically. Um, oh my god. I mean, I guess this is still a thing, huh? <laughs> there's a, there's a, something called a Barbie doll cutie reveal llama fantasy series doll, which looks like basically a Barbie in a furry costume. <laughs> oh no. Um, oh, you can wash this doll's hair to remove styling gel. I guess you can put styling gel in the hair. That's fun. Let's see. Why? Okay, the first question. Do any musical instruments come with these dolls? No instruments come with the dolls. Why would you think that? Is Rainbow, maybe Rainbow High is like a music show. I guess that would make sense. 
Um, people seem to like it. Let's see what people who didn't like it say. Missing parts. <laughs> uh, when we opened the outside box, the vagina was missing. No, just kidding. The shoes were missing for the doll. I would like either the shoes to be shipped to me or a new doll be shipped to me. This was a birthday gift. I don't know if, <laughs> if this person... <laughs> I don't know if they understand that uh, Amazon Review is not the place to report this issue and get a, a new doll or shoes. Wonky eye. She is stunning, but just my Lucille mine has a wonky right eye. So annoying because I hate returning things. It's so inconvenient. I'm glad it's not a gift because I wouldn't want to give this as a gift. This is what I get for not buying a person because at the store I would have caught it and grabbed a different one. I am so irritated. I'm going to push play on a video here. See if I can tell. I have no idea how this is a wonky eye. Oh, I see. Okay. So maybe the eyeballs kind of float in the head a little bit. One of them is slightly higher than the other. I mean, this doesn't seem like a, a deal breaker to me. But okay. Um, box was destroyed. Oh, look. So disappointed. There were no shoes. <laughs> Can't explain to a four-year-old girl that will return the package. Frustrating. Yeah, okay. Oh. Mine is missing the second outfit and the shoes. This was supposed to be a birthday gift. I can't give it in this state. Sweater was missing. Her second pair of shoes were missing, and her hair came with knots, and it really disappointed. Her body was also stained, and her clothing had a lot of loose threads. This, this is uh, copied from an autopsy on somebody. Okay, so apparently a lot of these are missing the shoes. I can't really figure that out. Like, how does that happen? Okay, Nerf N-Strike Hyper Fire Toy, which costs $53, by the way. Oh my god, $75. And you can get it in frustration-free packaging for $75. Or you could get standard, I guess, frustration packaging for $119. So if you want, <laughs> if you want to pay an extra $40 or $50... Uh, you can have a really frustrating experience for yourself. I mean, maybe this is something you buy for your kid in the frustration packaging to be like, figure it out, son. And then you're like, well, that'll keep him busy for a little while. Um, Nerf guns have gotten very intense. It's got batteries. It's shooting darts. It's got like a, a cartridge that slams into the bottom. It looks very fun. Um... You know, it's it's hard to be an adult because you're like, I kind of get the idea of maybe we don't want to give kids toy guns all the time, but goddamn, do they look fun. I mean, these look very fun. Um, question, it can shoot five darts per second. Precisely five and a half, but sometimes it doesn't go like that. That seems pretty fast. Um, let's look at some reviews. Great, in a jamming solution. People seem to like it, so let's go to the one stars. It was not a new product. Came in a plain wrapper and a brown box. Uh, missing the darts. I ordered this Nerf gun for my grandson's birthday. It worked fine for one day and then jammed. My grandson is quite careful with his toys, and it was not abused. 
When my son was in town and could look at it, he said the drive mechanism was not functioning. Eh, boring. Bullets were not in there. Bullets were not in there. Well, they shouldn't be. Um, first it wouldn't fire, and then you could hear the bullets getting shredded inside the gun. We never got one bullet to shoot and nothing but shredded bullets. <laughs> I like these shredded, and I like that everyone's calling it bullets. Junk. Broke the first time we used it. This product ruined, or this product doesn't work and ruined Christmas. I dislike the fact that it didn't work, and no one is paying any attention to that. It ruined a seven-year-old's Christmas, and my husband and his family blamed me and keep calling to complain. <laughs> I can't replace it because it's out of stock. Do not buy from this company. Okay, hold on. <laughs> First of all, you don't have to tell us that you dislike that it didn't work. Uh, it, you can just say it didn't work. This is like classic narrative uh, stuff, as far as when you're writing a narrative. When you tell me something like, I bought a thing and it doesn't work, you don't have to include that this made you unhappy. I will assume that this made you unhappy. You only have to tell me how you felt about it if the way you felt about it is surprising in some way. Secondly, I like, I like when people are like, uh, a bad, a malfunctioning gift ruined Christmas. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I just spent time complaining about people wanting to, uh, join me in activities for Christmas. That's the curmudgeon level I'm at. But even I'm like, I mean, spirit of Christmas, like if your entire Christmas is ruined by a malfunctioning Nerf gun. Um, either you're kind of an asshole or, um, I don't know. That just seems excessive to be like, Christmas is ruined. But third, my husband and his family blamed me and keep calling to complain. <laughs> so they keep calling you to complain that a gift you gave is malfunctioning. And keep calling means repeatedly call. At, like at no at some point are you not gonna just be like listen I bought the thing it's fucking broken what do you want me to do about it it's broken I don't work for nerf <laughs> I didn't I didn't manufacture the mechanism inside of this that is shredding the bullets okay <laughs> like I, <laughs> you ruined Christmas and we want to call and complain about it like, I don't think, I think I would accept one complaint call because I'd be, like, shocked. You know what I mean? I wouldn't know what to say. And so I would just sort of accept, you know how sometimes something like that happens? Someone's, like, dressing you down in public and you're just so shocked that you don't say all these things that later you're like, I wish I'd said this, I wish I'd said that. But I think the second time they called, I'd be up for it. All right, now we've got Marvel Avengers action figures. So this is a set that comes with Iron Man, Hulk, Black Panther, Captain America, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, War Machine, and Falcon! Exclamation point. That's deserving of an exclamation point. That's a pretty solid Avengers lineup. I would say. Pretty decent. Uh, most people like it. Great kids gifts. Grandson loves it. Let's see what the people who didn't like it had to say. Item was used. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, way overpriced for what you get. Dollar store products at best. My three-year-old asked why he can only move their arms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Action figures, I think, um, have different levels of articulation, right? And there were the occasional action figures you could only move their arms back in my day. But I would say minimum articulation on an action figure is shoulders rotating forward and back. And uh, at the sort of hips, uh, the legs moving back and forth. That seems like the minimum required articulation to call something an action figure. Preferably, it's like they should have knee joints, hip joints, elbow joints, shoulder joints. And, uh, you know, rotating head's nice. I mean, I had a Spider-Man action figure that had, like, all the human joints. Which was kind of cool because you could pose him a lot of different ways, but was also kind of stupid because, um, well, number one, something you figure out later is you're like, the weight distribution of a human and the weight distribution of an action figure are not the same. So they just fall over all the time. I had a, I had a, a Spider-Man animated series action figure collection, and I had them all out of the box and just standing up on a, a top of a dresser. And, you know, the slightest jostling would send them all falling over. So the dresser became effectively useless for clothing storage because you couldn't open the drawer <laughs> without knocking over Hydro Man or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think just arms seems like a, a pretty, uh, pretty pathetic. Let's see. How does this get five stars? This is one of those cases where I have to wonder if the five stars review on here are all fake or in some way purchased by the manufacturer slash seller. This product is definitely not worth the money, and I can't believe anyone think that it could be. These are not action figures. They are cheaply made plastic statues. They are sufficient for decorations, but not for my kids to actually play with. This is one of those buyer beware cases where you definitely cannot trust the reviews. I highly recommend not purchasing this product. <laughs> You can get much higher quality by buying the individual action figures from a reputable seller at near the same cost. All right. Ooh, the heads pop off easily. That's bad. But also kind of fun. I like this one. These suck. <laughs> That's how you headline a review. I purchased these for my five-year-old for Christmas. If he didn't love the characters, I would have sent these back. He was very excited, but when he opened them, I was mad at how much I had paid for them. They look and feel like dollar store toys. Only the arms and heads move, and the plastic is thin and feels cheap. In this pic, I compared them to a $5 action figure on the left and the Spider-Man from this set on the right. The $5 figure is miles ahead in quality and function. Oh, yep. The $5 one has what appears to be elbow, shoulder, head, hip, and knee flexibility. Also looks nicer. Um, yeah, <laughs> these definitely just have sh shoulder movement. <laughs> I can't believe that somebody is still doing that, that they can like get away with that. Um, uh, here's a vet play set, another doll, kinetic sand. There's a Barbie dream house. This is still a thing they make. It's $200. Holy crap. Well, it's $123 on here. Oh, but there's the ultimate dream house is $400. Holy shit. Well, it is pretty fucking huge. 
3.75 feet tall, with two exclusive dolls, carpool, slide, elevator, lights, and sounds, 100 plus pieces. I am very much looking forward to the low reviews of a $400 dollhouse. Missing white column for third floor, twisted and broken pieces. Why so many open spaces? Why is there no door for the back? And why so many open spaces? The roof should not have all the open space. Should be able to turn to another room or park the car. Not happy. This is a whack Barbie dream house. They could have done better. The old school ones are way better. And the level of the yard is dumb. Like if you don't want a pool, it turns into a garden. Like what if it rains? Like make it more <laughs> realistic. Like I said, too many open spaces. The first living room should not have all that open space and they can easily fall off the third and second floor. <laughs> they don't have no stairs, which is stupid. That's a fire hazard. And no curtains for the empty space. The Barbie dream house that came out before this one would have been way better if it didn't have that pool. Bring back the old school ones and upgrade them and send me my damn door. The blue one was not in the box. <laughs> Awesome. That is awesome. Uh, not realistic. No stairs. That's a fire hazard. What if you can't use the elevator? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like this person's like reviewing the Barbie Dream House like it's a real fucking house. Which, yes, the things that they're saying, if this were a real house, that would be pretty annoying. But, you know, if this this not being a real house, obviously not a real house, um, you know, whatever. Oh, there's a Baby Yoda. Star Wars Grogu plush toy. $18. Seems relatively reasonable. Um, I had to explain to my mom what Baby Yoda is because we went looking at Christmas lights. We drove around and... She was like, what is that thing? And I was like, and she's like, is that a Star Wars thing? And I was like, yeah, that's a, a baby Yoda. And so I was like, there was this show, and on the show there was a baby Yoda. And I didn't explain that it's like, well, it might not actually be Yoda. I don't know. Because I'm like, I've never seen this fucking show. I don't know. But there's definitely a thing going on right now where people are trying to make, like Star Wars is becoming Christmas somehow. I'm not really sure how that happened or, like, who decided that, but whatevs. Um, let's just see what they say about Baby Yoda, people who hate it. Fake product and damaged eyes. Uh, I purchased this from a retail store that price matched, and it is different from the one sold here. Let me be clear. If the child has zip ties holding hard plastic head and hands, then your child is a fake. Oh, so that when they say, if the child, your child is a fake, they mean baby Yoda's fake, not your child. Your child is a fraud if he comes with uh, zip ties. <laughs> That's how you know that your child is a fraud. Okay. Well, I think that's enough. You know, there's there are more toys, but uh, who cares? Isn't that enough Christmas disappointment? I feel like we've covered... We've run the gamut of Christmas disappointments and uh, disdain. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, have, a, have a good new year, I guess. Maybe make this the year you subscribe to uh, Helpful Snowman on Patreon. You'll find an easy link at HelpfulSnowman.com. And for a small donation, you can give me a small donation. 
Um, it helps me get money. And I would appreciate money. I will give you five stars for the money you give. 